All right, welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast. Plenty to get through as usual. We've got Premier League. We've got the return of Cristiano Ronaldo. We've got the return of the Champions League. We've got UEFA Europa League, which we won't talk about. We've got the UEFA Conference League, which we also won't talk about. Uh, if you want to hear us talk about that, too bad. We're not going to talk about that because no one cares and Spurs are in it. So no one gives a shit. All right, Tommy's here to join us. We're going to jump straight into the English top flight. Uh, Tommy, what do you got First for us? Div. What caught your uh, What caught your eye this week in the English top flight football? I I totally forgot that the fucking Europa League was on. When you said it, I was like, yeah, that shit. I remember that. I'm not going to watch a second of it. So maybe write in or just enjoy it to yourselves like the sick little bastard you are. All right. What were we talking was, about? <laughs> I was asking you about uh, top flight English football, but that's a, a very un necessary rant against fans of clubs in the UEFA Europa League, but we can come back to that later if you like, but carry on. No, top flight. Let's move into the top flight. Yeah. I saw a shit ton of it this weekend. How about you? Did you enjoy it? Uh, I saw one game. I listened to another, uh, that being the, the one I listened to at work was the Manchester United Newcastle game. We can probably start there if you like. The return yeah, of CR7. What a moment. I was in a house full of United fans. Um, that must which have is absolutely fine. sucked. No, it's fine. I invited them in. And I've got to say, their, their energy before the game was <laughs> kind of like, it was like nothing I'd seen before, really, with them as like adults. And that, that got me really excited for the game, actually. And I ended up being in the camp of, oh, shit, I hope Ronaldo does really well. And I tell you what, the noise in my house when Ronaldo tucked that ball away was just insane. I've not, I've, I've not, these guys were transformed back to their childhoods. Like I was sitting in yeah. a group of like, like 10 year old kids again, watching their favorite player. And it was yeah. just, like, for me, it was actually really, really just nice. Like really, really, really nice. Yeah. No, uh, for me, just a bit of a PTSD triggering really of, I've now got flashbacks to Kieran Gibbs slipping over at the Emirates in a Champions League quarterfinal. And I think that's what happened. And Ronaldo smashed it in. Um, but yeah, so, something like that. A dark era. But yeah. Uh, of Ronaldo I had domination. On, I had the game on through a Bluetooth speaker at work, listening to it, not watching it. And it sounded like Old Trafford was absolutely pumping. It, it was, was absolutely banging. And then... For him to pop up and score twice as well. It's just so <laughs> typical of him to do that. But they are not a good team. They still lack a holding midfielder desperately. As yes. was seen in the Champions League this morning, which we'll get to in a bit. But yeah, yeah. desperately lacking. Precisely the point Jonathan Wilson made in uh, The Guardian, um, I think. He said, despite the, the Ronaldo hero worship, there are still fatal United flaws. And you kind of saw it in the Newcastle game as well, because when they went to 1-1, Newcastle were like well good for their goal. And, you know, the combination of St. Maximum and Alboron is really exciting. And that's, if they had anyone other than Steve Bruce to be able to assemble a team that can give these guys the ball in more attacking areas, this would be a great team. And they need to sign a goalkeeper, but... That's probably beside the point at the moment. So when it went back to 1-1, yeah, United were in strife for sure. And it, it kind of took that magic moment, 
that touch of class, which Cristiano Ronaldo gives you. Burst of acceleration, little shimmy, little step over, bang, through the legs yep. of the keeper. Delightful. Um, I just, uh, yeah, same sort of thing on United, I guess. Um, I'm really excited about what they can do. And we've, I think we've said it in the last couple of weeks with like, obviously I don't want them to win because I hate them. But, you know, they're such a fun attacking side now on paper with the likes of Pogba, Fernandez, Sancho, Ronaldo. Um, they just, if they can pull it together with a holding midfielder, that'd be great because Fred is shit. Yeah, so that's terrible. Yeah. Oli doesn't want to play uh, Donny as holding, which is maybe fair. I, I just, I think they've got an abundance of a really average centre backs. Yeah, uh, that's a, for a different a different day, that conversation, I think, yeah. Donny. I think there's still more to come from him. Hopefully he gets given a shot. Um, but they've got so many bang average centre backs. Why, why are you not just throwing them in at DM and just telling them to screen? Like, I'm sure, I'm sure Phil Jones could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how United fans would feel about that. What an insult to Matic. I just, Matic, you're not going to get. Uh, 50 games out of this season you, you may get hot you may get 25 so you definitely need to have someone in there rotating yeah. with him often I think that's not fair um, but just just on United going forward they're doing that XG thing again where they only created 2.5 and scored four uh, you know if this is another season where they're exceeding their XG um, like just by like a goal and a half every game they're going to be dangerous but at the same time i'm still pretty confident they're not going to challenge for the title uh yeah no 100 agree i don't think they're going to challenge for the title at all i think we've said all along we've got them as maybe a standalone fourth side yeah a little bit of drift a bit of a bit of a top three battle with them a little bit of drift and then everyone else a little bit of drift from that and then i think we said there was about 15 more teams and then arsenal so (laughs) all right three points on the board maybe we should move into arsenal then uh yeah we can uh let's do that uh we'll just be brief on it because we don't want to talk about arsenal every week but they're such a they're the uh divisive club at the moment finally getting a goal finally getting a win albeit against lowly lowly norwich city uh a bumming scoring probably the funniest goal this season so far like (laughs) there was a few this round it really summed up arsenal at the moment um uh, they got there. They got a win. They actually played really well and probably should have scored a lot more goals. Um, but yeah. Nice. I had my one note was Arsenal Norwich. Enough said. That was your note. <laughs> yeah, that was my note. No, 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 no. Norwich hold the honor now of the second worst starters to a Sky sponsored Superish League, missing out on the top gong by mere minus two. They, they are. Zero wins, zero draws, four losses, minus 10 goal difference. Sam, do you want to have a pop at who is the worst start of all time? Or not all time, of the last 30 years? Of the last 30 years? Yeah, of this super-ish league era. The top flight. Mm-hmm. The branded top flight. Are they currently in the division? They're not. Nah, they've slipped right out. Is it? Blackburn. Oh, that's a decent guess. No, it's not Blackburn. It's a random team, actually. Swindon Town. Swindon Town. 
Can you believe that? My Gee, first thought was, can you believe they were in the top flight? Well, there you go. Yep. Hey, I never thought uh, Swindon would get a mention on Not Sure Football Pod, but there you go. No, to our, I think it's our, some... <laughs> a massive Swindon-based uh, audience. We'll be loving it now. I can hear all three of them chanting <laughs> more Swindon content. Isn't it great that it came up during the Arsenal Norwich talk as well? <laughs> oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. Hey, I might switch over straight to another London club uh, or another match in London that we wanted to cover. Crystal Palace beating Tottenham 3-0. What the absolute shitson. Uh, Odson Edward, my boy. My boy, somebody can do it. I am so happy for this guy because I love him. And yeah. I know Celtic fans were getting annoyed with him because he looked like he he had lost his care factor there. It's because he'd been patiently awaiting a move to a, a decent club for some time. This is a guy that came out of P- PSG's academy. Cops a lot of flack for um, his last season at Celtic. Wasn't great. But everyone forgets this kid is still... Uh, exactly that. He's a kid. Um, and to pop up on your debut with two goals and against Spurs as well in a London derby, that is awesome. Yeah, it doesn't get much better than that. Um, do you think he... So you, you like it's like agreed that he pretty much put down tools at Celtic towards... The, and especially at the start of this season, he just wasn't there. He always was angling for the move. I think his mind was somewhere else. And he's uh, he's taken a bit of a confidence hit with it as well. I don't know if he thought maybe like the move wasn't coming or, and I think the last season in Scotland, having to play in Scotland and not having it like that alone, <laughs> repeatedly <laughs> having to play in Scotland and then also not having any crowds either. Um, yeah. You know, true. true. Tough That's a big kid, pull for the, for the tick. Yeah. And given he was following the kind of same career path as Musa Dembele, who was at mm-hmm. Lyon at the moment. Um, same career path through Celtic and onto something bigger, but it took maybe a season longer than he would have liked to have get it. And maybe he thought it was slipping away or that he, I don't know, but he's a young kid, got his head screwed on and the move, it looks like just a big boost of confidence. Um, Palace. I really like the look of Palace. We should also note as well that it's funny that uh, uh, Crystal Palace's first win for Patrick Vieira comes against Spurs as well. He'll be Had loving to be. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think he probably knew it was coming. The man's only lost to Spurs, what, once or twice in his entire career. This was yeah. always, he probably had it bookmarked from the start on his calendar, like three points. Spurs, lads, come on, let's go yeah. get it. Yeah. What did you, what did you think of um, Tanganga's actions during those four and a half minutes, those wild four and a half minutes? Uh, I think his second yellow, he's uh, just a bit overzealous, nothing too malicious. I think he just got it wrong. And he was already on a yellow, a bit fired up maybe. Um, but the first one was just him being an absolute tool, really, wasn't it? Yeah. And then it was the reaction as well when he got up and kind of he because Zaha kind of protested with him a bit and he grabbed Zaha and kind of pulled him into him and was holding him against himself. It was completely bizarre. And I was like, what is wrong with this clown? Yeah, I've never seen anyone melee like that before. So and just hold him in tight and then what is he waiting to headbutt him I don't... yeah what was coming next it was so weird it was a really weird exchange yeah crazy 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 stuff um should we make, move it on um 
I'm looking at another London club here that you wanted to talk about this week. Uh, Chelsea versus Aston Villa. You watched that one? Oh, yeah. The fright. Oh, they're so frightening, Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my days. They I've, are. You know, I've heard on other podcasts and stuff now as well that they're still not quite considered as title contenders. People are calling them almost Smokies. And I just, I don't see how you can do that. This is the first time a side in the English top flight has won by three goals, but lost on XG. Like these guys are in incredible form, defensively won, but also clinically now with the signing of Lukaku. This yeah. is, that's the missing piece. This, um, the way they're playing at the moment is just so, it's just so tuckle. And uh, Isn't it's it? kind of, it's beautiful. It's a shame we didn't get to really see, we didn't get to see what Tuchel could have done with Dortmund, given they were up against Bayern and the, the different financial status in the German league. But now that he's here with Chelsea and he's been given the cash to spend, they've got the players in. Wowee. They are scary. Yeah. They are they've scary. Got two, they've got two 11s of world-class players. And yep. I, was lo- I was looking into it as well. You can get uh, Chelsea at the moment as a futures gambler. I'm very much a futures gambler. You can get them as a domestic treble at 150 to one. And I think with the depth that Chelsea have, an FA Cup final appearance is probably locked in, depending on how the second team runs in the, in the I'm always going to call it the Carlin Cup. It's the Carlin Cup. <laughs> um, they, they may make the distance. And then who knows, Tuchel in the semis and the final might put the first team in and they'll probably go on a winner. And if they yep. win the Premier League, this just looks like a really fun bet to watch throughout the season. 150 to one. Yeah. Unreal. Uh, I'm just going through their lineup a bit and like to bring in players like Seoul on deadline day. Yeah. Has he so played like, yet? I haven't seen him. get. Yeah. He started on the weekend against. Villain. Oh, did he? Um, yeah. Sick. And a few people asked a few people this week talking about Lukaku and uh where, how has he all of a sudden become this player with like such sharpness and stuff when he looked like earlier on, it was a bit more of like just a target man, kind of blah, 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 mm. kind of just get the ball into him. Now he kind of can turn and run and he's got so much pace and sharpness in the box. I kind of feel like putting it down to the Conte effect, just playing in a Conte team where you yeah. need to run and run and run and then getting obviously Tuchel pretty similar, pretty similar system. You compare that, to a system that he would have played in under Mourinho at United. Mm, much different. Where, much different kind of energy level. Um, you're kind of an immobile striker when you play in Mourinho. Yeah, in a defensive side, that's just not for him. And now look yeah. at the beast he's turned into. So, yeah, good for that. Other games? Uh, well, I guess the main one I tuned into this week was Leeds-Liverpool. Um. I think the the big point arising from the game is should a player be sent off for injuring an opponent, irrespective of the challenge? Uh, no. No. It's a, it's a total shame to see what happened to Harvey Elliott because he was bossing that game. He was probably best on up until that point as well. Um, but even even Harvey Elliott, in the wake of everything that's happened to him, poor guy's had surgery. He's come out of it okay. Hopefully we see him back, you know, within the next three months. Who knows? They're not putting a time frame on it. But even after Pascal Stroik's um, red card appeal was thrown out today, 
he was the first one to tweet, it was never a red card. And I think when you get that kind of reaction from the guy that suffered the injury, maybe it is the referees that are looking at this in the wrong manner. Yeah, unsure. I think, um, I think I don't, I don't have too many objections with it being a red card. I wouldn't have had any objections with it being a yellow card either though. A bit in the orange territory, just because of the, I guess the force coming from behind with force and that he clumsily kind of had that leg that was there that went through the player. Yeah, the trailing leg. I'm not too upset about the red. It's more just how the red occurred in that like, it's one of those ones where the, the referee has let play go. He's called play on, but, and then he's kind of cop, he cops a bit of heat for giving a straight red there, but it's the VAR in his ear that says, give him a red and he doesn't get to have another look at it. For me, it was um, to give him a red card. Yeah. There's definitely that aspect of it for sure. They, I think there was, they said in the aftermath, it was like constant communication between the VAR and the on-field referee. And the VAR was saying the whole time that we think it's a red card up here. Um, But also like the reaction of Klopp and his staff straight away, the ball was still in motion. Like the referee didn't call anything and they were on the field protesting. So of course the referee has to call the game to a halt because the fucking coaches run on the field. Like, yeah, I think the scenes were just ridiculous. A lot of players had stopped as well, um, including Leeds players. But I think uh, just on Leeds, I think they're, Probably good for them to get some of these big games out of the way now. They probably need they need some uh, maybe some confidence, maybe to string some string some games together against teams more around their level. Um, you know, uh, good squad, good side. They're going to win a bunch of games. Nothing to worry about too much just yet. Um, just the luck of the draw in terms of the fixtures. So that'll yeah. be right. Newcastle Friday night, Saturday morning for us is the big test. If if Leeds drop points in that game, then maybe you can start talking about, okay, there could be yeah. trouble at Bruin here. Uh, but if Leeds come out and win convincingly, then yeah, you'd probably yeah. say there's not there's not a lot to worry about. Yeah, for sure. All right. The other, you had one more game this week you wanted to talk about? Just one more. Everton Burnley ended up catching as well. Uh, yeah, I didn't oh, catch any of this. Oh, my Townsend, he scored another banger in like a massive bow of bangers this guy has. And like for such a, for such a average footballer, <laughs> he just seems to be able to perform consistently and at a level for any club that he plays at that makes him a real asset in that team. Yeah. He looks a good signing for Everton. Yeah, which surprises me, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, coming, from, coming from Palace. Um, it's just kind of one of those players that's kind of floated about, floated about the middle of the league for years and years. And I was surprised to see him kind of I feel like it's a step up going from Palace to Everton. Yeah, um, I agree. Definitely. But it's a promotion for sure. I was kind of surprised, but he looks like he's going all right there and uh, just doing what he does again. Everton in general look like they're doing really well. I mean, the only points they've dropped are to a stuttering lead so far. They could be. They should probably be clear top four from four. Um, you know, they were good at the beginning of last season as well. So 
there could be a little bit of that working into it, but they definitely look a different unit under Rafa. So there'll be another one to watch throughout the season. They could probably give the top five, six, seven a good shake up, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. All right. Should we Let's move on to should we move on to the uh or do you have any do you want to cover any stuff in the other leagues? I was gonna I was gonna Brexit for a second then, but um maybe a little bit of Ange watch just real quick. Did Go you on. see what Fox Sports posted about him during the week? I did not. And this is Fox Sports, maybe clinging to relevancy, but also it's an interesting stat. <laughs> um the Ange Postacoglu is the past master of Europe, apparently. Celtic rank amongst the top five sides for passes completed and passes attempted in the top 32 leagues in Europe, eclipsing that of Manchester City. Well, fuck. The top 32 leagues in Europe. Yeah. That's, that's a depth that you can't, you know, you can't really... We are clutching... Out quite a big straw with that oh, one hey? that is a huge straw to be clutching at you know why maybe because on the weekend they beat ross county 3-0 and ross county had all 11 men in their own penalty area for most of the game yeah that'll it's help. contextual it's yeah. definitely context what it is is it does show that Ange has brought his philosophy to celtic and that they are buying in and that's cool and that's that's what we want to see throughout the season but for fox sports who have no rights to any football in this country any longer to be continually posting stupid shit like this. Are you serious? Just give yeah. it up, man. Just report on the NRL. We don't give a fuck about you anymore. Go away. Uh, yeah, no, completely fair point. Um, uh, just before we get on to the Champions League, I'll just quickly note that Juve are still winless in this year's Serie A after three games. They Gee. lost to Napoli on the weekend. Uh, that's about all Ronaldo. there is. That's about all the excitement there is really to report on. We'll wait till those leagues get more interesting. But how about we jump into some Champions League? Or maybe start with, uh, I don't know if you saw any of these games. I guess neither, neither of us have Stan Sports at this point. So it's just highlight packages galore. <laughs> um, Almost out of but, principle, I don't have Stan Sports. Yeah, I considered it. For the Dortmund game this morning, but uh, mm-hmm. I might save How that was free the trial game? for later. Um, we'll get to that. Cool. We'll start with Wednesday's games, though. Um, yep, sure. I was just going to brush through. Bayern swept aside Barcelona, which I think under other circumstances would have been a big deal, but I actually don't think that is a big deal right now. Bayern are flying. Barcelona are, well, we've covered what's wrong with Barcelona. Uh, Atalanta still kind of stuttering this year. They had a draw with Villarreal. Uh, not really a whole lot of other huge results. Juve did get a win in the Champions League in Sweden. Chelsea got a win at home to St. Petersburg. The one game from Wednesday that we do want to talk about, and we're going back to United again. Yes. But the absolute scenes as young boys beat Manchester United in Switzerland 2-1. <laughs> this was absolute right. scenes. Who who beat them? Uh, young boys. A group of a group of young boys. A group of young boys beat them. Yeah, just eleven young boys rocked up and they were yeah, like, I'm "Yeah, a, you know what? Fuck I'm it, we're going to roll United." Sure, I'm pretty sure we're the only pod to be making that joke as well. I'm sure no other football pod in the world would be making that joke. No way. No, that nah. All the other ones are trying too hard. They wouldn't sink <laughs> to this level. <laughs> Literally, the gap opened up, and I thought, "Yeah, fuck it." No one else has said it. <laughs> I hope our listeners can uh, pick up sarcasm. 
I hope so. It's dripping. Uh, but yeah, it all looked to be going so well. Bruno Fernandes, one of the most delicious balls I've seen this season, threw to Ronaldo for that goal, which he gets lucky with through the keeper. And then uh, Wan-Bissaka gets a straight red. And then it all just unravels. Oli loses his shit, makes about 10 subs he didn't mean to make, uh, shuffles everything around, panic, hits the panic switch again. Uh, poor old Smeagol just doesn't know what to do when shit hits the fan. And then, (laughs) (coughs) sorry, Uh, was it, I think it was, was it Fred who made the back pass in the 95th minute? Who was it? Lingard. Lingard. Oh man. Uh, Fresh from scoring Uh, a banger on the weekend. On the, in the highlight package, it didn't, it cut to like just after the pass had been made. And at no point did the commentator say who was on the ball. And I was trying to see the number and I couldn't see, I'm really bad at, footballers faces too but um, also kind of blind i am blind as fuck um (laughs) 95th minute and then the goal uh did you see the absolute scenes going on in the stands after this one yeah i did that was great they were almost on the field they were ready to go it was and players just sprinting from everywhere all of a sudden it sent they must have had like 50 players it was like an nfl bench they had like the The even special the special team, team. <laughs> the specials team even all ran to the corner, the crowd going absolutely ballistic. And uh, it was just, it was good to see. No, take away that it was Man United, it was still good to see. That's, that's the beauty of the game right there, is when you do get that odd upset. And, and it just, it illustrates Jonathan Wilson's point that they had two shots on goal. So when they're not creating, they are vulnerable, which I mean, it sounds like a stupid thing to say, but when Chelsea aren't creating, they're not vulnerable. When City aren't creating, they're not vulnerable. But Man United, you can get at if they're not on song up top. I say City because they were Uh, not good against Leicester, but did win 1-0. Yeah. I take issue with that, but we'll get there. Um, Well, we saw, yeah, we are going to get there, aren't we? (laughs) Well, we'll go across onto, we're recording this on a Thursday, very, very late Thursday night slash Friday morning. It is late, Um, isn't it? But uh, the Thursday morning fixtures here, uh, just quickly, Dortmund did win in Turkey. Jude Bellingham making a bit of a habit of popping up with some goals this season. And uh, as usual, Holland as well. Uh, young Jude Bellingham. Young Jude Bellingham made the, made the goal for Holland as well. Just a simple, simple tap in. Um, also, Tommy, Tommy Munier, the right back who I slated a bit, he was pretty poor last season, got dropped, and then had a really good Euros with Belgium. He's kind of uh, looked in much better form this season for Dortmund. Um, other games, Ajax spanked Sporting, which I didn't really see coming. Real beat Inter. Um, Liverpool Just on Ajax on. quick. Yeah, can I on. do Ajax quick? You can Ajax, do Ajax. This was an, inter- this was an interesting game because um, Sebastian Haller uh, scored four goals on his Champions League debut. That is only the second time this has ever happened. That's fucking unreal. Spare yeah, four job. goals on debut. Um, do you want to have a pop at who the other guy is? On debut? On debut. League. In the Champions League, yeah. Is it Holland? It's not Holland. no. <laughs> I thought you would say that as well. He went close. I think he got a double on his debut. Yeah, it was at Salzburg though, so tough to score yeah. four. True. No, that's a good point. Two is probably enough. Who was it? Marco Van Basten. Wowee. 
Yeah. Oh, about the clock. Yeah, 92, 1992, this happened. Yeah, so right. So that's how sporadic it is to get. I mean, that's how big an achievement that is. Um, and it makes you wonder, where was this for, form for West Ham? <laughs> who, was that, uh, who was that for, Van Basten? Uh, I don't think it says, but the kit looks like Milan. Did he ever play for Milan? Yeah, I was thinking Milan. Milan. It looks like a Milan kit, yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. I'm trying to think, 92, yeah. I believe Zvezda won it that year, the Serbians. Knocked Good out knowledge. Milan, knocked out Milan in the score. I reckon Red Star, we're getting off track here, but Red Star Belgrade, I think they knocked off. They knocked off Milan and Bayern Munich. I'm not sure which way around, Holy semi or fuck. quarter, semi-finals and quarters. And then the yeah. final, they beat Marseille on penalties. But yeah, this again, we are, we are the only pod at the moment talking about this kind of thing. So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, four goals. Where was that form for West Ham? He had it the year before at Frankfurt. Yeah, wherever it was. I think. He came um, with great acclaim. Yeah, and then just for whatever reason, didn't work at West Ham. And now he's banging in goals again. So good on him. Um, while we we're on Milan, they're back into the Champions League for the first time in a long time. And nice. a pretty impressive, they had a, a reasonable display. Their goalkeeper had a, a brilliant game, except for maybe the Salah equalizer to make it two or he didn't cover himself in a lot of glory there, but saved a penalty also, um, made a few really good saves. Milan looked pretty solid, but they're, they probably have, uh, I know it's the Champions League and you want to beat Liverpool, but I don't think they'd be too upset with not beating Liverpool. Their main target okay. this year would be to consolidate European football in Italy because the Italian league looks really strong and open this year with any one of six, seven teams possibly getting those Champions League spots. So their focus will be on that. But um, Jordan Henderson's winner. Did you see that? I did. Quite, yeah. Quite the volley. Not bad. Good technique. Not bad. Right. For a guy that's been slated in the national team. Um, yeah. And you know, who isn't, who wouldn't have been starting if it weren't for Harvey Elliott's injury, perhaps. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's an excellent return to form. Um, no. It was just, did you feel Did you feel the old Anfield nostalgia? Didn't it feel nice to have European Knights back at... It just, I don't know, Anfield kind of encapsulates Champions League for me. I don't know why. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, Milan encapsulates Champions League for me. Cool. Because like, yeah, growing, cool. up, growing up as a kid, watched so much AC Milan. Um, and obviously they had those that big rivalry with Liverpool where they played in two... Champions League finals in three years. So I'm very much on the other side of that. But it was it was cool to see these two teams playing in the Champions yeah. League again. Yeah. Hell yeah. Very It'll good. be great on the on the return leg. That'd yeah, be really cool. Sido, that'd be so good. Um, all right. We'll just we'll get into these our last bits <laughs> for today. All this action in group A. We'll start with Manchester City and Leipzig because we're gonna what we'll put the our fuck? we'll save our PSG bashing for last. Um, but as always, can you can we just everyone take your hats off for a moment and just mm-hmm. spare a spare a thought for uh Christopher and Konku who uh scored a hat trick for his team in the Champions League today away from home, scored a hat trick, um, um, unreal achievement, but lost by double. Uh, they conceded double that, <laughs> they conceded double that. <laughs> He scored Imagine a Champions League hat trick and lost, conceding six goals. 
Still by three goals. How? Yeah. Imagine going home after that in the shower, just like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> he, he 100% will be the alpha in that change rooms for the rest of the season now. Oh, yeah. He'll be the big oh, dog. Oh, for sure. He'll be the big boy. No, he'll be untouchable. Everyone, yeah, you got to make it up to him now. He did everything you expect of him in the yeah. ship six. Um, but yeah, just I was wondering what you thought of City, given that we, uh, yeah, I don't know. Because you said earlier that uh, they don't look too vulnerable, but I thought maybe some of their defensive vulnerability is why I had Chelsea above them in the title race for, for my th- picks for the title. But yeah. It's a, it's a funny one with City because I think when they are vulnerable, it's generally when they are on song going forward as well. Yeah, I think when I their game against Leicester on the weekend, they weren't good going forward. So I think Pep knew to lock it up, shut, shut shop, and potentially steal one at the end, which is what they did. This is a totally different game. This is when Pep's playing total football and he's playing with two center backs and you know, no yeah. fullbacks and everything's just, he's just like, let's just score goals today. And that's what they did. And Jack Realish was great. And there was some, there, like, this is such a fun team to watch when Pep is just like, okay, no shackles, do your thing. Yeah, for sure. If we're going to concede goals, we're going to concede goals. It's a group stage game. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, that Nkunku um, better let him do what he wants. We'll score pretty more much. Than him. We'll score more goals than him. I mean, <laughs> does it does it reveal the city centre backs is kind of weak when you get like a a physical strong athletic presence? Like, is Lukaku going to eat these two alive? Perhaps. Um, but are City going to be able to score six against Chelsea? That's the real question. So you know, Leipzig yeah. they're no pushovers. This is a good side. Um, um, yeah, this is maybe this they're is missing. An, this is an okay side. Okay. Upa Makano is obviously gone. Well, they've lost Upa Makano, they've lost their coach, and they've lost Masov Savica. Um, They're currently playing with a right back at centre back. Uh, their left back got sent off. And uh, Willie Orban, who plays in place of Upa Makano now, is just not the same, not the same level. This side is Town, Townsend level. Significantly weakened side on last year. Um, but yeah, they they got battered on the weekend as well by Bayern Munich when everyone thought they were going to be the top two. If there was any chance of anyone knocking off Bayern in Germany this year, it was going to be Leipzig maybe between them and Dortmund, but hey. Leipzig got battered. So that's that done. Um, and as for City, they're just, like you said, when they're free flowing like that, I don't think they really care. They conceded three, but yeah, I think it doesn't they, matter. I think they maybe should care, but. Yeah, they're not because they're not always going to score six, but especially that's a when good, that's a good point. Yeah, you're not always going to score six goals, and you're definitely not always going to get goals like the second one, which is quite frankly a massive rigged or shit nomination. The own goal, I love, I love a good own goal, and I love a good own goal where we can debate whether or not this cunt's been paid off. <laughs> Did you just talk a C bomb as well? Yeah, maybe. Fuck. <laughs> We'll carry it on. Would, it would have it would have slipped by unless you unless you talked about it. <laughs> um, yeah. I think I think he did not mean to score that goal. Yeah, not really. It's just, just unfortunate. Shit. Yeah, shit. just shit. <laughs> and that's I'm happy with shit. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Speaking of shit. Oh, here we go. Speaking Simo of Mignolet. shit. <laughs> Jack Hendry. <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought 
<laughs> David Bowie thought? and Labyrinth. <laughs> we go to we go to Belgium. We go to the Jean Braille Stadion. Uh, and uh I just can't believe this really. Um no team that spends this amount of money and has this level of players should ever not beat a team that has Jack Hendry and Simon Mignolet in it. <laughs> is this not the greatest redemption arc since uh, fucking Piccolo on Dragon Ball Z? Like, <laughs> yes, he's grown an extra limb this game. What a performance! Yeah, um, poor. Where do you even start with this? I just, I just love this. I, I absolutely love that PSG didn't win this game. Hook it to my veins. This is the best thing that happened all week for sure. This it you could not craft a more expensive, more unadulterated flair attacking three than Neymar, Mbappe, and Messi. Yeah. Um, starting with Neymar, Mbappe, Messi for starters, unreal. Behind them, they had Ander Herrera, uh, Danny Paredes, and uh, Wijnaldum. They had Ashraf Hakimi at right back. They subbed on Julian Draxler, Mauro Riccardi, <laughs> and couldn't get the job done. Could not get the job done. Testament to Club Bruges, or is it what we were saying preseason about Pochettino and his inability to get this side clicking? It's still uh, early, granted. Yeah, I don't know. Is it his inability to get the side click? Is it everybody's inability? to get this side clicking. No coach has really managed to get them clicking, have they? Maybe domestically. That can't be enough, though. Yeah, that, it can't. I don't think spending that sort of money winning domestically should be enough. Or I don't think it would be enough for them. Do you think, do you think there's a, a world manager at the moment operating that could get that front three working? Ah. Oh. Maybe. Probably. It's probably plenty. Pochettino probably will still. Do you think it's, Pep could? It's going to happen. Pep probably could do it. Pep could Klopp do could it. probably do it. Klopp could do it. Tuchel would probably that do front, it. That front three looks like an arm around the shoulder kind of Ange front three as well. Ange would do it. You'd give Ange the PSG job, wouldn't oh, Jesus. Guillermo, Guillermo Amor would do it. Yeah. Where is Guillermo? Let's pigeonhole this one for the point one episode next week. Yeah, where's GMO? And Joseph Gombau could do it. Oh, next week? It might be the week after. <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah, I don't know. They will. I think they'll get it together. But again, the issue is uh, that, you know, winning in France, will that be enough for the people, the powers that be uh, that are spending this sort of money on a team like this, on wages like this? Would winning the French League really be enough? Even they didn't win it last season, probably still no. <laughs> still no, yeah. Uh, massive failure, I'd say, if they didn't win the Champions League. They yeah. have to win the Champions League, I think. They've got to even make the final. Have they even made the final before? I don't think. Like uh, they have to get to. The, no. They have to make the distance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it'll take time, sure. But these are three uber talented forwards. They should be doing it on their own back, if not together as a unit. So. That was a great result. What a wonderful thing to see. Have you read about Neymar's ethical bonuses that he receives throughout the season while he plays for PSG? Neymar. 
Neymar. Yes, it was Neymar. Uh, I should put I should put ethical in inverted commas here because there's there's nothing ethical about Neymar receiving three hundred and seventy five thousand euros for merely applauding the crowd post game. What the hell is this shit? Yeah, I I can't. I've just I've read it and I've said it out loud and I still can't understand it. Where does this come from and is it real? It is totally real because there was a leak uh, out of television channel France 2. They released a document regarding the ethical bonuses of the players at PSG. It was mainly concerning Mbappe, but then the reports of Neymar came out and Neymar's fire eclipsed whatever fucking Mbappe was requesting. (laughs) 375,000 euros for applauding the crowd. That's a ridiculous thing. I can't believe I've just heard that. I don't know where. I, yeah, what? I'll have to read I something think, about this myself. Flick me something. I'll read it. Yeah, I think this is. I think this is tied into how PSG work their way around financial fair play, and they include yeah. these kind of bonuses into players' contracts for just you know, it's nothing. It's what you would do anyway if you're a footballer. Yeah, and that's sure. how they can add on the extra sums in their contracts. So interesting. Yeah, more for disgusting. a side that can't beat Bruges. More disgusting use of money. There you go. Um, I don't know if you had anything else to cover. I think, uh, what do we have? You wanted to mention a UEFA directive to do with Ajax, I think. Did you not? Did oh, you? yes. Did you not? If we just, one more little Champions League thing. Uh, Sheriff won their first game against Shakhtar 2-0, which is Did see that. really cool. That's yeah. really cool. Is it? It's I'm okay. Maybe it's not really cool, but <laughs> you know, for, to be the first Moldovan side to win in the Champions League group stage is something. Yeah. Maybe maybe irrespective of how it got there. <laughs> Question. Yeah. <laughs> that would be but yes. In the opposite of an ethical bonus. <laughs> <laughs> That's an unethical Moldovan victory. Anyway. Yeah. UEFA always grappling with the big issues. Um, you know, seemingly unable to deal with racism in football or corruption in football. But but when a third party decides to put a logo on a kit that isn't directly affiliated by sponsorship or club, they're going to request you to remove it. I'm talking about the Ajax third kit. The It's, it's a beautiful kit. It's my favorite kit of yeah. the season. It is a gorgeous um, kit. That great. It just um, It's a collaboration with Bob Marley. And it's titled The Three Little Birds. It's a really great promo video online that you can find. Um, UEFA have requested that the three little birds that are on the neck of the kit be removed because they are not affiliated either as a sponsor or with the club. And they are, Ajax are unable to wear that kit now in any UEFA competitions. Oh, that is, I just, <laughs> doesn't really surprise me, but it's just sickening. UEFA and FIFA, I'm dragging FIFA into this as well because... Why not? Fuck them. These governing bodies just pick and choose the issues that they want to take seriously, you know? It's such a non-issue. Never mind all the massive corruption that goes on in amongst these boards and in amongst the top executives, the brown paper bags, the yellow envelopes. Um, Never mind all that. Take those fucking birds off your neck. 
Yep. That's not right. You can't have an ode to Bob Marley. That. You can't you have can't a Bob Marley inspired. That's not, not fair. Not inspired by creative genius. Are you serious? When I read it, I was just like, of course. Of course, this is the fucking thing they are taking a point with this week. Yeah. Three little birds on a collar. Yeah. Get lost, man. Get lost. Get lost. Get lost, UEFA. Indeed. That's my week in European football. Yeah, nice. Uh, we could probably, on that note, we can probably wrap it up. You got anything else you wanted to chat. add? Have you got anything nah, else? No, it's been good. No, nah, yeah. it's been good chat. Yeah, been good. We're back. We're, we're back in the thick of things now. No international yeah. breaks for another month. So, on it rolls. Europa League in the morning. If anyone's watching, yeah, very exciting, <laughs> exciting. Um, what a way! What was I going to say? Yeah, Adelaide United. Adelaide United back in action. In we're back. Seven, eight, nine days ish. Something uh, like that. Ten days. Sunday. It's the twenty sixth. Sunday the twenty sixth. Yeah. So yep. I don't know. Do you want to do a prior pod, post pod? Ah, uh, post. We'll do a pod post. I think post, post is cool. A pod post that. A post post <laughs> match pod is what we'll do. Are you having a, are you having a seizure? <laughs> I can smell burning toast. We'll stop by the way. Good chat. Thanks. Bye. Catch up.